Welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Hey, I'm Dave McKeown. And I'm Nathan Benger, and we're your hosts on the Church Explained podcast. And today we are joined by Jason Price, who is campus pastor at Elevation Gaston. He's married to Charmaine, has a son called Grayson, who is seven, and Lavender, who is four. Jason, it's so good to have you with us on the podcast today. Hey, guys, it's so good to be with you this, I guess, afternoon where you are, morning where I am. Yeah. But it's amazing. Thank you guys for having me on today. Yeah, it's so good to have you with us. And we're just going to find out a little bit about you, your life, your leadership. And we're going to ask you some, we think they're pretty interesting questions. Yeah, but let's see, how, let's see how we go, Jason. So come on, it'd be good just to find out, Jason, a little bit about uh, yourself. Um, we always like to find out from our guests a little bit about their background, a family and location and role. So I wonder if you're happy just to kick in with that as we get started today. Absolutely, absolutely. So as you all guys already said, I'm married to the wonderful, illustrious Charmaine Price, my wife of nine years. Uh, She is the yin to my yang, supports me in every single way. Um, And my two children, my son, uh, Grayson, who's just started, as you guys call football, we call soccer. Uh, He started (laughs) his But remember, we've got it right. (laughs) Say it again? Yeah, we've got it right, remember that. Okay, okay, absolutely, absolutely. You guys do have it right. You're way better than us, by the way. But he started that practice. He's amazing, great student. And my daughter, Lavender, who I told you guys before we were chatting about it, she's a savage. She's in this age of four years old where she tells everyone to do four going on 24 and eats everything, okay? (laughs) So I love my family. And I've been leading for a total of 10 years in full-time ministry. Um, I did a little bit of, of leading in the corporate world and banking, but been in full-time ministry um, for 10 years and loving it, man. Campus pastor at Elevation Gaston. And I get to lead a community that's very diverse, multicultural, and under our leader, Pastor Stephen Furtick. Never know if you heard of that guy, but he's an incredible, incredible guy who I'm honored to serve under. Absolutely, such a great guy. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, and an inspiration to so many. Definitely. Um, just picking up there, Jason, you've been in ministry for 10 years. I wonder if you'd just um, think about what have been some of the most significant learnings for you uh, in, in this last season, but also over that 10 years, really, that you could take into your next season. Yeah, I think what I've learned, I was actually talking to a younger leader uh, who's maybe been in full-time ministry for about three years, and I said, hey, I I do not have it figured out, number one. And this is why you never have it figured out. I learned that ministry morphs. Uh, People think that ministry is like a baby that just kind of grows one, two, three, but it doesn't. (laughs) It it completely morphs into animals. It goes from a kitten to a elephant to a tiger. (laughs) It gets aggressive, but ministry continues to morph and you have to morph with it. You can't be rigid. You can't um, stay at one pace. You got to continue to learn and begin to um, ask questions. And so for me, um, I would just continue to take that into every season. No matter what it is, I want to have, I want to be a lifetime learner. I want to be a student, no matter who it is. If it's someone that's new or younger than me, I try my best to um, get them to give me perspective about culture. You know, I'm not, I'm not young as I used to be. 
So I try to give them pop culture references and what they're feeling. But I have also older friends, people that's 20, 30 years older than me that continue to help me lead and navigate my family well, my, my soul well. And so I think it's just that perspective that keeps me continuing to morph as ministry morphs, you know? Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, that, isn't really it? good. Uh, I like that idea that ministry morphs. It's different. We've got to be agile in the season, don't we, really? Yeah. Rather than just thinking it's fixed and it's linear. And I think the thing you're bringing out there, actually, it changes, uh, but not in a linear sense. Yeah. And we need that sort of perspective, I guess, because sometimes, mm. as you say, just like your daughter, uh, ministry is a bit ravaged. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's true. That, Absolutely. Well, I mean... And let's not forget, we had to change with the pandemic. People want to just stop talking about it, but it's still very much so in our everyday today rhythms of understanding how we needed to minister in a moment where everything changed. All the rules were thrown out the window and we had to adapt a new thing. And that's going to continue to happen. That's not the last uh, world event that we will see impact people's lives. And that's what Jesus did best, I believe. He he flowed with the times. He allowed himself to be rooted in the word, but continued to be always evolving in what he was teaching and instructing people to grow in their faith. And so I think that's what we have to do, man. We have to be agile. No, I think I think that's really good. And uh, you met you you wrote in. Uh, I know we sent the questions ahead of time, and you put some notes in there, and you wrote this phrase which I really love, and I'd love you to expand on this, Jason. Health for myself is more vital than health for what I lead. Uh, it, it, you know, just thinking about what to Go take ahead. into this next like season. I really love that, mm. that quote, but I'd love you to expand on it for our listeners. What does that mean for you? Yeah, man. <laughs> it means I've made a lot of unhealthy decisions is what it means. <laughs> I'm a go-getter. I'm an initiative taker. I like to uh, break every boundary there is to break, except the ones, of course, that have morality and character. OK, but if, if I can stay up a little later to help someone, I will. I was just raised in a household of people that we we let people sleep on our couches if they needed a place to stay. Mm. If they needed food, we let them eat at our table. And so I just have this view that ministry is supposed to be um, not just a part of my life, but it is my life. Therefore, I can't think in a like, OK, at five o'clock, everything shuts down because someone may need me in a, in a different capacity. So what I've learned is understanding um, health for myself is not selfish. It is um, it is stewardship over the body and the soul and the mind God gave me. And so I used to think, man, if I take this time for myself, if I go get a massage after preaching or something, or if I if I spend time away from what I'm working on, then I'm not focused or I'm not going to be successful. But I think that's incorrect thinking, immature thinking. I think as you get older, you need to pace yourself. And I want to run at the pace of grace, not at the pace of success. Now, we all have a different ideal of success, but I learned from an author, Mark Batterson, he said that success is, uh, his definition of it is um, making sure that the people closest to him respected and loved him the most. Mm. And so in order to have that, I have to come home with a, a posture of, of health for my children. I have to come home with a posture of love for my wife. And the only way that Jason Price does that is if I am first healthy. <laughs> if I am not exhausted after giving my best energy to everyone else, if I'm healthy and I'm able to focus on my children and be present, I think that was the saddest time when I was sitting at the kitchen table 
And I was so exhausted, I couldn't play with my daughter. Yeah. I was so tired, I couldn't listen to my wife. And so God, when he convicted me and said, hey, Jay, you have to have health, health in mind, body, and spirit. I like that. Yeah, really good. And, pr- and practically, Jason, just picking up on that, what, what steps did you take to add those healthy habits in there? What, what, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so number one for me, exercise. I know that probably everybody on this podcast will say some form of it, but I, I have to have a rhythm of exercise for myself because exercise is how I'm energized, okay? Mm-hmm. Exercise is how I am in It's not just so I can have a six-pack because I still don't have one and I'm <laughs> trying so hard. Jeez, I just, I just want a six-pack, guys. Help me, okay? Can't stop eating fried rice. <laughs> but exercise for me is less about, I, I heard a podcast one time and it really blessed me and I use it all the time. She, uh, it was a female leader that talked about how we overestimate what exercise does for the body and we underestimate what it does for the mind. We overestimate what it does for the body. We want to think that when we get in the gym, we're going to have biceps like the Rock Dwayne Johnson and we're going to be just ripped. <laughs> but that may not happen, okay? <laughs> you may not get to that place and that's okay. But your mind will be so much more refreshed because it's endorphins that's released when we exercise that makes stress decrease, that keeps your heart rate. And it's so good for you. And so for me, I have to put a rhythm. Uh, I call it my mental health. I put it in my calendar and nobody can interrupt it. No leader, no one, even my wife, she will make me go exercise. It's like, baby, did you get your workout? You know? <laughs> so she wants me to, she wants me to work out because she knows how much better I am as a person. And then the second thing, I think this is really simple, but I, I implanted this rhythm about five years ago and I'm still on it, is it's making sure my phone shuts down when I'm home. No one should be able to get to me past a certain hour. And that has not always been the case. I hate to admit it on here, but I'm going to be honest, guys. I, I, would, I would be accessible and available thinking I was being a good leader, but I was being a bad steward of my family. And so for me, it's setting a hard, 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 hard boundary of my phone. It's in another room. It's off. And only a couple of people like my mom <laughs> and a few family can get to me. But I, I put it away because I, I don't want to be attached to a cellular device and miss my life, miss what God has given me. And that's just my personal decision. Everybody has a different rhythm in their life, but that's just mine. And, and I try to stick. I try my best to stick to it. There are occasions, but they're rare. Yeah. No, I think I think it that's super helpful and and simple enough that yeah. a leader could take and and begin to implement that. And uh, you're so right about exercise not just being for the body but being for the mind as Definitely. well. Uh, I think I think that's um, that's like that that's something that we have to recognize that um, you know exercise isn't just so I get fit and uh, look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson as you said. <laughs> uh, but actually, it helps our minds keep yeah. active and uh, so important. Just thinking about being a campus pastor, Jason, at Elevation Church, um, what, do, what does that look like? Does it differ from, uh, your, you know, just thinking about other churches and other campus pastors you've been in? What does that look like for you? And uh, how are you empowered as a campus pastor there at Elevation Church? Yeah, we, we do a lot of uh, just church comparisons. We try to learn from everyone, like that church with Craig Rochelle to um, 
CCV in, in, in uh, Arizona, just churches we visit and just try to support uh, Red Rocks in California. You know, it's a lot of churches around that we really try to learn from and grow from. But what I find is a consistent uh, difference in how we lead our campuses or how Pastor Stephen and, and our um, CFO Chunks Corbett, how they lead us differently than others is they really uh, demand initiative. <laughs> we are not allowed to sit back and be passive, but we've been, now we started very rigid where everyone had the same script. We tried to say the same things and we try to sync up on certain events. That still happens, but there is a lot more fluidity and empowerment now. We can do campus specific events in some churches. It's like if one person, if the main campus is doing an event, you're all doing it. But we're allowed to actually pastor our community. So if I need uh, one thing I did unique to Gaston is I did a, a, a breakthrough Sunday. What that was for us is that we allow therapists onto our campus and we allow people to actually have conversations with therapists to, pr to, to promote mental health. I'm a big advocate of mental health. One of the things that I didn't mention as far, as far as me being a healthy leader is I've been in three years of consistent therapy. Um, that's one of the healthiest things that I've ever done for my life and to, for my mental health. Because, you know, as leaders, we take on so many problems of others and it's hard to separate it sometimes and, and process it. And the painful things of people leaving you and betraying you or people you thought would be with you are gone and they're not coming back. Your doors are open. <laughs> the pandemic happened and they are they vanished. So we did a mental health uh, day, basically called it Breakthrough Sunday. We talked, we uh, talked about testimonies, let people share. We did baptisms, but we also said, hey, at the end of this experience, you can go to a professional counselor that we vetted out as a church and maybe have a conversation. I, I am allowed to uniquely do that. No one asked me. No one told me. We are allowed to take initiative to serve our community one campus uh, actually did a Hispanic experience because they saw an increase in the Hispanic population. So they started a completely different experience for Espanol. Now, this is the kicker. They had no support, no resources or anything. They found them. They found them within their campus and made it happen. Now, after it's successful, then we support you. But we want you to take initiative so that's the first thing, like we're allowed to like experiment process. Now within restrictions, within boundaries, we try our best to take initiative and have ownership, but honor the house. So those are the three things that we move with. You just can't move in initiative with no honor. You just can't move in initiative and no ownership. Now, if it failed, you gotta own it. We're gonna make you own it too. Like, hey, <laughs> what happened here? We're gonna make you accountable for taking that initiative, but Pastor Stephen has said multiple times, he rather you fail making a mistake than make no mistakes and be right in the boundaries. That's not his leadership. He's going to try things. He's going to push the envelope. You can tell from his preaching, he always is a challenger. That is true in his leadership as well. And so I think that's the unique difference that we're allowed to truly like kind of say, hey, we have this idea. Can we try it for three months and we'll bring you back the measurables? Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We just want to take a moment and pause and let you know about something exciting we have on offer right here from Icon Open. We help leaders find solutions through our coaching and team training. 
and we've worked with all types of churches in different countries around the world, from large churches to small churches, and of course anything in between. And leaders come to us for a variety of reasons. For some, they simply want to get to the next level in their leadership. They want a coach to work with them for a period of time so they can get new momentum or fresh ideas or fresh insights for the next part of their journey. Other leaders will come to us. Maybe they're working through some opportunities or challenges in their church. And just maybe to have someone to think with them and help them process through big ideas like staffing or teams or transitions really does seem to make a difference to them. So if you've never had a coach and you're a senior leader or a leader within a church, we want to encourage you to get in touch with us because we think we can really help you find the solutions you need for the next part of your journey. Have a look at icon.church forward slash coaching and you'll find all the details there of how to connect with us and we look forward to hearing from you very, very soon. Yeah, I, I like that because it gives a different view really, doesn't it, Jason, on how multi-site churches work really because often people will think it's very, very rigid, there's no room to move mm. but like your description there is that sort of, again, that agile approach that uh, you're allowed to come up with some ideas of your own and run with those which are suitable for that community or that space. So I suppose that energizes you then as a campus pastor rather than just being told to do something, then you have the freedom to think outside mm. the box a little bit, but but also paint within the canvas. And uh, there's something in that really, uh, mm. I think as well, isn't there? When, yeah. when you're trying to do something in your own community that's different than everywhere else. Mm. Absolutely, that's perfectly put. You know, there, there's, a, there's a frame, it's a frame of reference. Uh, Pastor Stephen did a recent, I'm gonna give y'all some inside edition on the campus. Oh, I love it, get it. This is fresh off the press, okay? He, he hasn't preached this, this is exclusive, just for your podcast day, because I love you, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about how you know that our church is known for worship music yeah. and God has blessed us. I mean, blessed us with an incredible worship songs that's come from the heart of our pastor. And now they're platinum records. OK, now don't be impressed because I'm, I'm going to give you the full context. But the platinum records means that there have been a million sales of the song. OK, a million platinum. But he gave us the understanding that. Don't be impressed with the platinum because it started as a post-it. Oh, he said, now I want you, I'll, I'll show you the platinum, but you got to embrace the post-it note. So he showed us his wall in his office where it's just a wall full of post-its mm-hmm. of ideas. He says, now I walk away more excited about the post-it than the platinum. Wow. So you can see it even now, that's that's fresh. That's fresh off the press. Nobody, that's his secret. Like, oh, just put a post-it. Just get a, just get something on the wall. So where in your leadership are you trying to just make sure every detail is right? And you just need to throw a post-it on the wall. Now, Buy something. if your post-it costs a million dollars, that not, that's not a post-it. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's a platinum idea. And you need to vet that through your leadership. But a post-it is something that's low effort but high impact, low cost, but can go a long way. And you never know how God will redeem the post-it note. Mm. It's, just, it's just this idea of trying something, isn't yeah. it? That, that idea there of just having a go rather than waiting mm. to have everything under control, really, isn't yeah. it? So I, I think some great thoughts. So just thinking about that and being a campus pastor, what are some of the attributes, the qualities, the character that a campus pastor at Elevation Church would need to carry in that environment? 
Yeah, I, I, it's a book that I reference when people ask me, like, what are those characteristics when you hire or when you are uh, looking for talent or when you really want to bring someone on your team? Well, I feel like they fall in this book called uh, The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni, one of my favorite, favorite authors and writers and leadership consultants. He's brilliant. He has many books. But I think as, as I look back, because there's no formula, everyone on our campus pastor team is different. They look different, they have different genius, and I love that about our church. Yet, I think the characteristics that are similar are um, what Patrick Lencioni would say, humble, hungry, and emotionally intelligent. Hum hungry, humble, and smart. And so for me, hunger is that passion. You cannot teach passion. Listen, I have hired and let go of individuals that I have placed on my team that just they got no motor, man. They, you got to wake them up and you got to put them to sleep. It's just, it's just, I can't do it. I'm, I'm self-motivated. As you can tell, like, you don't have to give me ideas. I will come with 10 and you need to choose two because I'm ready. And, and I need that kind of energy on my team. But I see that in our campus pastor team. We're hungry. We don't need much instruction. We just need a little bit of direction, some parameters, and we're going to run. And so that hunger it's something you cannot teach. I feel like if it's either in you or it is not. The next thing is the humility. And the humility is so important. And it's not thinking less of yourself. That's insecurity. Most people would, they think quiet people are, are humble. No, they're not. Sometimes they're, they're the most uh, prideful people because they put their insecurities above the team. They won't give their ideas. They won't give their thoughts. They're quiet. I don't allow that at my staff table. I'm like, hey, everybody speaks. We're going to ask some questions. Everybody has to contribute. But humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Now, if you put yourself above the team, that's not humility. And so sometimes even me as the leader, the campus pastor, I will allow other people's idea to lead the way. I'm not the smartest person at the table. I don't come in with that posture. Once again, we come in as students. What can we learn today? And so it's that hunger. It's that humility. And then let's not forget about emotional intelligence. You need people that can understand people. <laughs> you cannot overlook that. Uh, I call it, I don't know if you guys watch this show in the UK, but it's this show in the States that got popular called uh, The Office. And it yeah, was a yeah, character on there called Michael Scott. Yeah. Woo! We do not want any Michael Scotts. <laughs> it just kind of don't get it. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, does he know that he is like, like, ugh. So that emotional intelligence, man, that you can't have Michael Scott leadership. You got to be aware of your energy. Even me being a very talkative, passionate individual, I have to know when to be quiet and let others really lead the way. I have to know when to allow my passion to be put in its place, in a fireplace, so it can actually produce heat and produce warmth. That's my awareness. That's not you guys' job. That's mine. So humble, hungry, emotional, intelligent. Very so good good. Skills, that, yeah, they? really good. I think we need those in our lives. Yeah, and definitely. People listening, there are three good things to pay attention to. Mm. Jason, let's pick up a little bit um, on the sort of rhythms of your life, work life, home life. I know you touched on one or two of those earlier, but mm. we'd love, love just to hear a bit more. What do those rhythms look like for you? Yeah, man. So I don't know if you guys are musicians, but I actually started off playing drums when I was four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, drummer. Okay. There we go. Well, 
I well, let let's just say um You move things. I uh I, I could play a beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I was a drummer and, and the key thing about drummers, there's a there's a sequence to making the rhythm. Okay. There's a sequence that if one piece is off, it really doesn't stay in the flow or what we like to call in musicianship, the pocket. Yeah. Okay. So there's a things in my pocket, in the pocket, staying in rhythm and sync that keep me aligned so I can lead in the right way. Uh, I named a few, but I'll go through the list one more time. I, first things first is I try to go on a date night with my wife twice a month, okay? Twice a month, it's like a non-negotiable for us to just really truly align as a husband and wife and just continue to love each other. I think in nine years, we've grown in love because we've prioritized just time. You know, me and my wife, we cut up. We go to comedy shows. We go to concerts. We have the best time. And I think it's very important to mention in this season, we've seen a lot of public preachers and leaders fall away because of infidelity. And so I don't even want to pretend like I'm not a man that has desires and temptations and try to be above uh, my own flesh. No, I have to stay in love with my wife, attracted to my wife, and in sync with my wife. It's just... It's just going to produce a healthier Jason and a healthier rhythm for how I lead people that are married on my team, people that are married on my campus. And so I have to exemplify that and love it. It's not a responsibility, man. It's an opportunity. I love my wife, Charmaine, and I'm honored to say that with a smile on my face. And it's not lip service, you know, where it's like healthy <laughs> and not just pretend. And so for me, uh, dating her is just like something I love to do. And the next thing for me, is, is I did talk about mental health, but I want to I want to highlight that second. I think we have uh, put a bad stigma on being mentally healthy as a leader, yeah. and we need to process pain. We need to process emotion at the right level. Um, one thing me and the campus pastors did yesterday, just a few of us, uh, we just went through a survey of how healthy we are. Like how 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 much do we practice silence and solitude? devotion to God for ourselves? Do we put being successful above being uh, spiritual and, and rooted in faith? Because that can happen as a leader, as a campus pastor. You can want your campus to grow and your team to be the best, and you can forget about your soul. But the Bible says it like this, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? I'm going to say just for this podcast, the whole church world can lose your soul. Yeah, yeah. And that soul is the mind, will, and emotions. So you can lose your soul while you're still alive. I think people translate that verse and say, when I'm dead. Oh, no, 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 no. Your mind, will, and emotions can be out of whack because you haven't stewarded them. And that's our responsibility as a leader. So I make all my friends go to therapy. If they don't have a therapist, by the time our friendship <laughs> fully matures, I hold them accountable. I'm like, you got it yet? When is your first appointment? We said reminders because I understand uh, my dad growing up, guys, I just unpacked this about last week. He really he was in full time ministry, um, a pastor, a pastor, multiple churches, was an evangelist. But my dad suffered from bipolar and he was never diagnosed. So imagine me, young Jason, four years old, five years old, six years old, 15 years old, trying to understand the rhythms of my dad's emotional state without a diagnosis. Is he going to be happy today? Is he depressed today? He would lock himself away in rooms for days and I wouldn't understand. And now, under, and no one taught me this. I have to dig this up. 
and say, oh, my dad was probably bipolar. Now, there's so many reasons in his past, but having the understanding that we are humans and that we need to take care and steward our mind. And so um, that leads me to exercise. I think, man, a spiritual pray, I know Bible reading, I won't bore you with that. That is so important. It is so vital. But in church, we don't take care of our bodies. I have so many obese people <laughs> that I lead and I love. And I'm like, hey, that blood pressure, I can pray over it or we can get a diet plan. Like, I mean, we can believe God <laughs> and we can go on keto. Like we can do both. We can be interchangeable. And I think it's so important that our staff and our people we lead uh, understand this to be healthy leaders. Um, right now at the Elevation Church staff, we're doing a fitness challenge right now. So our whole entire staff is synced up. Pastor Stephen uh, is just in his heart to be healthy and uh, to run the race long. As you can see, he is an extremely fit specimen. I mean, my goodness. But it's not for show. He wants to last long. And I honor him for that. And he's given us that example as leaders. So we, we're not just fit for vanity. We want to let, we want to be energetic. He's now in his forties. I'm in my, I'm 35 headed to my forties. I want to be better then than I am now. Yeah. This is a rhythm I've established right now. It's a 5 a.m. rhythm. So pray for me because that's a new rhythm that I'm in place. But I find out when I work out at 5 a.m., I have more energy throughout the day. Yeah. So when I'm walking into this podcast this morning, you can tell it seems like I got seven Red Bull or <laughs> and three cups of coffee, <laughs> but it's just because my rhythm, I've learned as a leader, I'm energized when I get my workout in, get my personal time with God, and then I start my day. Leaders have to learn to create margin at the beginning of the day, if possible. I know everybody got small kids in different seasons, so I understand that. But yeah, uh, I think that for me, it's just three rhythms that I just want to say, hey, take care of yourself. Amazing. Amazing. So good. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and it's been great to be together on the Church Explained podcast and uh, want to just encourage our listeners, uh, wherever you're listening from, however you're consuming the content, then subscribe, share it, save it. Uh, Yeah. And maybe there's someone in your world, maybe there's a leader in your world that needs to hear this conversation. I want to encourage you to share that with them. Mm. Don't forget, we have uh, the resources available at icon.church forward slash open and free resources for you uh, churches out there and leaders out there but we look forward to uh, having you with us next time on the church explain podcast we'll see you real soon